Weekly Sauce, episode 58, 57. Eight. Yeah, 57 was... We did it yesterday, and I'm already forgetting who it was. Oh, it was... Uh, Antonio, Antonio Pipkin. Pipkin. Yeah, Antonio Pipkin, uh, formerly the Machaloets, currently the Toronto Argonauts. Um, this week, we have a special guest, as usual, man. But before we get to him, this episode, as usual, is brought to you by uh, Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, mtl.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Um, Alex, how's it going, buddy? I'm super pumped, man. Are we getting our first kicker on on the show? And um, I'm kind of excited here. Not the first kicker in the hot sauce. I interviewed Rene Paredes last summer or the summer before that. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember when, but we do have our first kicker together. Alex, oh, yeah. His name is Matt Mangel, uh, and he's coming out of uh, UCLA, and he's a new kicker for the Montreal Alouettes. How's it going, Matt? I'm doing great, man. How you guys doing? We're good, man. We're good. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. You were, we were talking a little bit off uh, off there about the, the city, uh, Montreal. When you get into the city and you start enjoying the summer, like how long? How much longer do you have to quarantine? Um, I think until I want to say until Saturday to be safe, and then we definitely have to go through specific COVID protocols, like. Uh, I'm sure they're going to establish some type of bubble to where we have to be inside and we can't really communicate with like public people or like regular civilians outside of the bubble. But um, from the sounds of it, from what I've read on like the arrive can app and uh, the updates that I've seen on TV is everything's kind of opening up at a very fast rate. So yeah. I think in like a few weeks, I should be good to go and see the city and everybody and meet people and stuff like that. But I think for the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to be stuck in a hotel room and, and training mostly. Well, you're you're from LA, you're from Harbor City, and the food in LA is great. I think I always say Montreal in North oh, yeah. America for food. Montreal's number one. I'll never say. I'll never, I'm just diehard Montreal, but Montreal's number one. Uh, LA's number two. Chicago's number three. Those are, that's the way, from from the cities that I've experienced. And you're going to love the food out here. I mean, there's a lot less taco trucks. That's 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that hurts the most is there's no taco trucks. That is like LA's thing. That is my favorite thing. We so do have some nice taco spots, right but not taco trucks. So, yeah, I've... Ever since I've moved from Montreal all the way here to California, like I, I never understood because because my wife always told me, "Hey, I, I'm I'm getting Mexican food. I'm getting Mexican food." I'm like, "Is that is that really a thing over there? Like, is it really like Mexican food twice, three times a week?" <laughs> and, then, and and they're just like, "She's like, yes, that, that's the thing over there." And I came here and I, I've never had a carne asada taco. I've, the only tacos I've ever had. Okay. The only tacos I've ever had were the ground beef tacos, like the Tex-Mex type of, mm. type of tacos. Oh, and, white people tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since I've tried those, I'm like, oh, God. And I understand why people love Mexican food here in California. And I, I fell in love with it. So, I, What's your favorite kind of uh, taco there, Matt? Yeah. Pastor. Not pastor. Pastor, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. That's that's. that's I have buddies. I have a, actually uh, Axel Perez. He just got a full ride to Hampton University. A really close friend of mine that's an engineer, Kevin. I have a lot of homies actually that are that have family in Mexico, and they always go down to Mexico. And when they come back, they always say that the Mexican food in California is better than the Mexican food in Mexico. <laughs> and I, 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 it's just kind of ceased all my wants to go to Mexico because I always thought it was the other way. But 
I've had some yeah, detrimental kind of visits to the toilet bowl after some tacos in Mexico. I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget it. We went to, uh, we drove from Arizona to Puerto Piñasco. It's like, it's, it's like the, it's called Rocky Point. It's in Mexico. And we went to this, like, we went to this bar. It was an outdoor bar, sand everywhere. And uh, we got absolutely, we went out, we got after, we went, got absolutely annihilated. Then we went to this taco truck for like a dollar tacos and like the water that he was picking the meat out of was, was black. It was disgusting. And then the next day I can tell uh-huh. it, was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I felt great though. Like, Lost like I, six I to seven great. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was, I was like, I was like stage ready. That's how good, that's how big and ripped I was. Hell yeah! Um, so, so Matt, you were signed as a as a punter, as a punter and kicker. Um, what's your longest uh, field goal ever? In game or in practice? Uh, actually, both. Uh, in game, my furthest field goal was in the spring league this uh, off season, and I hit a fifty three, and I set the record for longest field goal. And then in the championship game, I broke that record and hit a fifty five. Yeah, but that it. was the longest attempt. Yeah, that was the longest attempt I ever got for um, for kicking a field goal. Um, in practice, I have a video on my Instagram of me hitting a 73-yard field goal at oh, UCLA. Oh, you're, you're, you're like a Justin Tucker. <laughs> uh, yes, but with less effort. <laughs> 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 Yeah, seventy three. If you so, what I mean by that is, if you break down Justin Tucker's form and his technique, he tries literally his ass off to get that ball the way he does. Uh, he crosses oh, yeah. a lot. His follow through is like, everything about him is very violent with his progression. With me, I'm not as violent. I'm very, uh, I'm very just smooth, and it just comes off my foot. Also, your I think your like your legs are like twice the size of his. Yeah, I'd say quadruple the size of his. His his legs are the size of toothpicks. Did you grow up uh, like saying like you know what kicking is what I want to do? Or did you grow up playing soccer or other things? Other soccer. So I played soccer for 16 years. I played on the U.S. junior soccer team uh, through an organization called People to People. Um, on the U16 team, went to Brazil, played over there. Um, was MVP all CIF for soccer in LA uh the year after that my senior year I was all offensive player of the year um I played soccer a lot and then when I got to the junior college level I I just didn't think I had it my body was getting taller um I was getting bigger uh leaving high school I was 190 pounds and six six foot I was Everybody that I would be had played against would be like five six to five eight, like one hundred twenty to one hundred fifty pounds. Um, I was basically Ibrahimovic, but a lot slower. Uh, <laughs> so it was just kind of, it was kind of. I got to the point where I was either going to do that or join the military, and I figured that I really wouldn't be successful just because of my body genetically. I was just getting too big. And uh, my buddy begged me to go play football for Harbor College, and that was kind of it. Did you did you play any other positions, or was it just did you, did you just go as a kicker? Uh, in high school, I played everything. So in high school, I played eight man football. Uh, private school at Pacific Lutheran, we only had eleven people on our team, um, and there were only three people on our team from the actual school itself. 
the rest of the players were homeschooled. Uh, so they formed this team to play in this league against other private schools like Rolling Hills Prep. Uh, there was a school in Catalina that we played. And um, the further, further you would get into uh, the season and in playoffs, uh, we would start playing 11-man teams, and then they, they would have to drop down to eight-man formations to play us. So every time we made playoffs, like, we'd have to play, like, Milken and shit, and we'd just get destroyed. Hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, eight-man football, 11 people on the team. I played nose guard, DN, tight end, wide receiver, fucking running back, offensive tackle. I played everything. And then I was the kicker. So I was kicking the football in lineman shoes and kicking field goals and punching well and stuff. And I never really had a passion for kicking. Um, I, I wanted to kick. I was too afraid to play football in sophomore season. I was the soccer player. I was on the golf team. I played baseball. And then the football team talked me into coming and trying out as their kicker. And I kind of was like emotionally invested in that. I was like, all right, I'm going to go out and kick. And then when they saw me and how, I mean, I was, I was getting bigger. I think at the time I was like five ten, but I was I was as big as their seniors were, and they were like, "You're not gonna kick. You're gonna play everything." And I went home and told my dad, "I was like, Dad, I'm fucking scared. I don't want to go play football. I like, I never really did a contact sport like that, you know." Yeah. And um, I won the like. I literally punted like one ball, and they're like, "All right, we got a kicker." And then they made me go catch passes, and I was like, "All right, we got like our fifth string wide receiver," and <laughs> that was that. And then those that coaching staff left, and then they brought in someone else. And with that coaching staff, all those players that graduated, it was just kind of like a ragtag type of team that was left over. So I ended up being forced to play every position and then that's when I fell in love with football and playing middle linebacker and tackling people and and kicking was always secondary until I got to junior college you mentioned uh the kicking and lineman shoes was probably extremely difficult knowing since I've worn lineman shoes and they probably weigh six pounds each but uh why I wondered why kickers wear two different kinds of shoes so I am right now I'm six three 230 pounds and when i when i plant my cleat my plant cleat can't be a soccer cleat because my foot shifts in it my ankles roll it's very very tough on my ankles if i if i use a soccer cleat plus like with as much force as i have when i plant they every time i've used one they tend to rip within a few weeks so i use a uh, I have the name of it over there. It's an Alpha Speed Shark uh, wide receiver uh, mid-top cleat that's got insane amount of grip on the bottom of them. And they're just – football cleats are made way stronger than uh, soccer cleats are. Which is, so which, is I'll weird. Wear a which is weird because soccer, you probably get more wear and tear out of your cleats. I mean, I grew up playing soccer too, and it was like – I always wore the same cleats. I always wore my, my Copa Mundial's there, the old school black ones. And I used to go through yeah. every season. And uh, But my football cleats, they would last like four or five years. So it's weird. Yeah, they, they just make it with a Teflon, like Kevlar type stuff. So that, it really helps me with my plant foot. And I, I wear a Tiempo, a uh, pro, a Tiempo um, on my right foot. That's some nice shoes there. 6'3", 220. Like you should, might as well just play linebacker at this point. <laughs> Uh, so our special teams coordinator here loves big dudes. 
so I actually put on more weight. Uh, when I found out I signed, I was around 200 pounds or 220 pounds, and I, I gained 10 pounds coming into camp. And I'm trying to maintain it. They're feeding us three times a day, but um, it's definitely hard to keep that weight up. Yeah. So, so while doing my research on you, I've I've discovered that you actually played with a current NFL kicker, which is Cami Fairburn, who plays for the Texans. Uh, how was the the yeah? How was the experience to be um, you know sharing the same locker room with him and uh, you know learning from him? How was it? Uh, I guess the experience would have gone better if they treated me better um, as a specialist unit. Uh, the first day I got there because I came in on a full ride and started over two punters that have been there longer than I was, uh, out of junior college, there was always kind of a resentment or a hate towards me for some reason, um, with the, with them in general. So, um, I wouldn't say I had a great experience at all with that specialist unit. Um, but yeah. Uh, seeing him play in the NFL has definitely been inspirational to me. Uh, I watched him kick a 60 yard field goal, which was really cool. Uh, which what's even cooler about that was it was a miss hit and it still went in, uh, which was, um, very impressive for me to watch. Um, but, uh, growth wise, um, I guess what I did learn from him is how well he did in the weight room and how much he did in the weight room. He was always uh, awarded weight room things for UCLA, which was uh, definitely pretty impressive. But as far as like my whole experience in terms of him as a teammate or my teammates at UCLA, um, let's just say none of them are my friends today. Besides uh, Flintoff, where you coming from? Besides Flintoff, who plays uh, who plays for the BC Lions right now. You're coming from uh, coming from Harbor City. I mean, I know it's probably you're probably just a little you're cut from a different cloth than these guys are, right? Uh, I'm definitely a different breed. I'm definitely I keep to myself. I I don't know. I'm I just have different mentality than I do. But uh, I guess we were all mentally immature at that point in time in terms of growth as men. So I mean, if we revisited that, I don't know how it would go. But uh, I mean, so yeah. I mean, I can ask you this, but did you know? Because we have a Montrealer that got a scholarship to UCLA as a kicker, JJ Molson. Yes, um, I know I him very well. Each other, um, no, we didn't play with each other. When I had graduated, they brought him in, but yeah. um, we, me, and him always kept in touch. Uh, prior to him signing to UCLA, he would always hit me up. I would always talk to him. We would always see each other at combines that I would either go to and represent UCLA at or um, for like kid that like combines for kids to get scholarships to go play in universities. I would always represent UCLA there and be kind of like, Hey, this, this works. You should keep doing the combine type stuff. Or um, he would always come up to me and shake my hand. And we had a really good uh, relationship prior to him signing and he signed. And then he really focused on doing well at UCLA. Um, we kind of distanced, from each other nothing bad at all um we just never really kept in communication and then when he signed to green bay i congratulated him and just let him know that i was very supportive of him and uh he hit me back and uh so far the molsons have actually been very very welcoming for me being up here i um 
they're actually very excited that I'm up here. And I was even, uh, uh, I've been talking to JJ's sister a lot and they're letting me ship some clothes that I didn't bring up to their house and some kicking tees to use up here. And, uh, they've even invited me out to some hockey games that if, if the series goes that long, I'll be able to go to. And, uh, they've just been very, very welcoming, which is very comforting because I don't have anybody in the city. So just knowing that I have someone here that I can just text and say like, Hey, can my mom ship something over here? Or, hey, That's cool. like, can we go to dinner or something? It's very, uh, it's nice. It's, well, listen, it's good to have, you know, if you want, if you want to, if you want to go to dinner, I mean, you're a big boy. I'm a big boy. We'll go out anytime you want. I got to fucking, let's go. For sure. So wait, is JJ Molson related to the owner of the Canadians? Molson? Yes. He they is. own the Canadian, they own the stadium that yeah. I'm going to be playing in, and they own Molson Beer. But is his, is his father, Jeff Molson's his father? Uh, his is cousin. Like a, his so cousin, okay, I think the JJ's side of the family owned the – I don't don't quote me on this, yeah. but from what the sister said is uh, they owned the Canadians, and then they sold it to the cousin who is also a Molson. So now yes, the cousins okay. own it, so it's in the family still. Okay, okay, that's what I, okay, I was like, because you said they invited you to games and stuff, I'm like, I knew that Jeff Molson, obviously he's the younger one, right, because they owned the team back in the day, too, yeah. so, yeah, so, I, okay, I knew that, okay, all right, that's cool, I didn't know J.J. Molson was an actual Molson, I thought it was just, just by the namesake, um, so, uh, did you see any of the celebrations from uh, from last night, from the Habs winning, uh, first game of the Stanley Cup Finals? Have you, did you watch at all? So my so my TV has not worked at all in my room, and I'm not going to be that player that calls in and complains about it because <laughs> they're looking for reasons why they want to cut people. So um, I've just dealt with it and stared at a wall or watched Naruto Shippuden for uh, hours on end if I can get it to load because the Wi-Fi is so shitty. But, uh, Brutal, man. Yeah. Maybe we should so, set, so, we should set up a, like a modem in your like sneaky sneak you a modem in there so you can get some Wi-Fi. Right, for real, bro. <laughs> so so I've always wondered because the the kicker's job is so um, you 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 like like some people think it's easy, others think it's uh, it's like super difficult because if you don't make your field goal or if you miss your punt you put your team into big trouble and you, you go from hero to zero like, like within seconds. Um, what's like, like, like what would you say is the most important thing for a kicker that, like, you know, the most important element for a kicker to be. Just like stay focused. Yeah. 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 What would you say was the most important for a kicker? You mean like, are you asking like most important trait for a kicker to have? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, for me and my growth, um, like, like, okay, so with all pro sports, like in practice, a professional trains day in and day out consciously. They practice their swing for batting, their pitches. They tell themselves, I have to do A, B, and C to make this three-pointer. I have to do A, B, C, and D to get F and E. And F and E is a made shot, made goal, home run. You know what I'm saying? So there's always a, like when you're in practice, there's always a process to how you approach the practice. Uh, today I'm working on A, tomorrow I'm working on B, and then the day after that I'm working on C. And then when D comes, D is a made field goal, or D is a, a huge punt, or 
a, a good kickoff. Um, I guess the best trait to have as a kicker or a punter uh, to be professional or even go D1 on a full ride is being able to shut off your consciousness and just react. So, um, like I said, in practice, whenever you see someone practicing, they're very conscious. If you watch me pregame, I'm very conscious. My drop is very conscious. My steps and my field goal, my warm up, my kickoff, everything is completely conscious. Um, I'm thinking about everything. I'm thinking about, okay, if my, my elbow isn't tucked, I, I drop my ball on my right hip. I extend my arm so far out and boom, that's a bomb. Uh, when the game hits, you don't think you just do. Uh, that's the kind of switch that is, I think the biggest aspect for a successful kicker and a successful punter to have is to not be conscious while you're out in the field kicking. Because when you start, when you, when you train your body so much to do one thing over and over again, thousands and thousands of times, your body already knows how to do that. So like when you're in game and when you're thinking about things like, okay, we got to kick it this way. Your body's like, like, shut up, bro. Like I already know how to do this. Like <laughs> if you tell me, if you basically, if you tell your body what to do, it'll still, it'll overly do it and you'll miss, you'll wrap a kick, you'll shank a punt. Uh, you just add stress to your mind that you don't need. So I guess just the ability to flip the switch between conscious Consciousness and subconsciousness is um, has very has been the turning point in, in my career, I would say, and in my so, growth. So yeah, the so the mental game is really important when it comes to kickers, and which brings me another question because I because I've always been curious when the opposing coach calls a timeout, like you know when you're about to uh, uh, like kick. kick a field goal, yeah, ice the kicker. Is 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 that an actual thing, or th does that actually affect you guys? It, it depends on who the person is. Um, I've seen people get iced and fuck up and I've been iced and I've succeeded. Um, I have not yet once been iced and missed a field goal. Uh, to me, it's all perception. So if, if another head coach is calling uh, a timeout before I go to kick either a game winner or a kick before halftime, in my mind, they just use their last resort. They're basically just, scratching and clawing at whatever they can to hope that I miss this kick, which is definitely like arousing to me. And it, it makes me feel good, you know, like, okay, you, that's your last resort. You, all you can do is call a timeout before I make this fucking kick. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm making the fucking kick. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's all mentality. Dude. It's I all mentality. What you, what you do to like, to kind of like you said, you got to stay in the zone and you know, it's, it's autopilot, right? So you know that your muscle memory is just going to kick in able to kick it but what do you do when like the offense and the defense is on i've always wondered like i always see kickers like walking around you know once in a while they'll go kick at the kicker's net like what do you what, what's your routine what do you do in the middle of the game just trying to stay like zoned in and not get too uh out of whack um i've actually taken a bunch of approaches to this and most of them work uh besides one and the only reason why the one didn't work is because i didn't have a kicking net on the side of the the field uh in the spring league i didn't have a kicking net at all and i had one game where i couldn't find my touch pregame and i tried to find it but um every time i'd bomb a ball i'd be hitting one of the medical units down the field on the sideline and they got super pissed so um that kind of rattled me a little bit and i ended up missing my only miss in um in the spring league, but 
um there's multiple ways i can go about it see there's uh i mean i could stay pissed the whole game and extremely focused and like i'm gonna kill that ball i'm gonna imagine it how i feel off my foot i'm gonna make this kick like nothing's gonna stop me and there's also like the the mentality of not even giving a shit um uh, being so lighthearted on yourself actually allows your body to just be smooth or as Bruce Lee says, be like water or Muhammad Ali says, like float like a butterfly and sing like a bee, like, like keeping everything light. Like, uh, all right, we're backed up. Like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out and kick a ball. Like I'm a big ass kid. I'm going to kick a ball. There's mo- there's multiple mindsets to have. I, I would say it's kind of all situational on how I feel during the game. Um, usually I'll befriend the equipment staff, um, especially because most of the opportunities I have now, I kick and I punt. So I'm basically the only specialist with the snapper. So we'll either just crack jokes, uh, shoot the shit. And as soon as we know that it's time to snap, like I'll let them get a warm up snap and then we'll go out and either kick or, or punt. And, um, but usually I try to keep it as lighthearted as possible unless I have a grudge against the other team. <laughs> Do you like uh, chewing tobacco and stuff like that? Oh, man. Uh, I tried it. Can't do it. <laughs> that shit did. Honestly, I just, got, me... I just got into it, man. But it, it's, I don't think it's good for you guys because it, it try, dehydrates the shit. I mean, it's. Uh... I, actually, I actually know a ton of long snappers that dip during games yeah. uh, and play. And I even know receivers and people who dip during games. during Like, they'll just dip all day. Like, uh, K-Dubs. Yeah. Uh, he played for Winnipeg. He played for UCLA. Uh, he won a championship with UCLA or um, Winnipeg. Okay, but yeah. that dude dips. He'll have like two to the four packs in his mouth while he's got his grills in his mouth and everything. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh man, I can't do it. I know guys that just like they shove like three or four up in there or like on the bottom here, and and it burns a hole through their gum, so they have extra space. And then it just they end up just putting more in there. It's fucking. But now they get used to like those like the the baseball chews, like the ones that you like chew on like a gum. But it's almost like rubber and it's yeah. like sweet. And then they just fucking hawk loogies all the time. It's disgusting. I just get one in there when I play golf or when I'm playing softball. I put one in there. You know, I could leave it in there for a couple hours. It gets me a little buzz, makes me a little loose, and it's uh, it's perfect. I wish I had that when I played football, honestly. But I was like, eight yeah, I just uh... dip. Definitely an acquired taste, and I just I've done it three times in my lifetime, and that is not a taste I just have acquired yet. I get massive headaches, and it's just no bueno. So you're from you're, so you're from Southern California. Probably the biggest sport in Southern California is jiu-jitsu. Have you ever tried it? Have you done it? Jiu-jitsu? Yeah, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, no, and I want to do it. Uh, I actually know a lot of Navy SEALs and I actually know someone who owns a UFC gym in Virginia and he's one of my personal mentors, but I'm, I, this past year and a half has been a big year for me getting involved with like UFC, learning about it, um, watching it. Um, I actually am wearing a pair of Venom, uh, I'm wearing a pair of Venom, uh, sweat shorts right now and I absolutely love them. But, uh, uh combat fighting has definitely been like like at all time high for me recently i love watching boxing i don't give a shit who's fighting like i love watching the yeah, same way myth, yeah. like the, the the process of someone trying to punch another or bait somebody or i don't know it's just i don't know why it's so intriguing but uh so i'm so so i'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna watch ufc 264 this weekend 
Bro, I'm gonna try, dude. I'm gonna <laughs> find a way. I'm gonna find a way to watch that. I'm going to find a way. I really hope I don't have to wait until it gets posted on YouTube. But if I do, it's gonna that'll suck. But well, listen, man. Uh, anything I can do to help get you, if you can, if you message us and you say I got a good connection, let me know and I'll hook you up. Hell yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Uh, so uh, the reason why I ask is, oh, sorry, Alex, finish going. I'll finish my question. Oh, oh yeah, and who you got, McGregor or, or Poirier? I love I love McGregor's attitude about everything, but um, I, it's just hard to go against McGregor. But I do want America to win. I do want America okay. to win that fight. But I can't. You can't. You can't like look at McGregor. You either hate him or you absolutely love him. So it's yeah. just like I would really like McGregor. So it's just. I'm in one of those spots where I'm just like, I hope it's a good fight. And then, like, people <laughs> roll their eyes at me, like, oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I, 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 I think I'm the exact same way. I mean, listen, Conor McGregor rolls a lot of people the wrong way. My girlfriend hates Conor McGregor. Like, she fucking can't stand him. She's telling me, you can't root for Conor McGregor. She likes to watch the fights with me. And I'm like, I'm going to root for Conor McGregor if I want to root for Conor McGregor. As much as I like Dustin Poirier. I mean, when Conor McGregor wins, it's always better for the sport. Like, that's what people don't realize. Like, when Dustin Poirier wins, it does nothing for the sport. Yeah, and I think if McGregor wins, um, he'll probably have one or two more fights before he gets to Usman. And I would love to see that specifically because I think Usman would absolutely run him into the ground. He would but, not uh, him. Usman's one of those guys where yeah. I hated him at first because, you know, that the whole 30% thing. And then as he starts getting better, I'm like, man, this guy watching him gives me goosebumps because he's so sure of himself and he's just so poised in there. And even though the first round he'll always take damage, somehow he just comes out of it, man, and he'll just finish, guys. He just he gets me excited to watch, you know, Usman. Like I'm. A I think that's a common trait you see with a lot of champions is they're very sure of themselves. Mm. Uh, Rousey, McGregor, Nate Diaz, all, all these dudes that never lost and then actually got hit and then ended up losing, uh, they were all sure of themselves. And now it's like, like. You can kind of tell when McGregor answers that that uh, you can tell, like just from an athletic perspective, you can tell when someone is entering a competition with you or even in front of you. You can tell like their mentality right away, and he he you it's it's hard to say, but he would usually like enter the ring and you can just look at him and he's just emitting energy and you know like that motherfucker's about to beat the crap out of yeah. somebody. <laughs> and now when he enters the ring, now when he enters the ring it's like, I don't feel that anymore. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna, I'm just gonna watch a championship fight. I'm not gonna watch him knock someone out. So uh, it'll be interesting. So the reason why I asked about jiu-jitsu is because I do jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it for 12 years. So if you do want to get into it in the city and you're still sitting in the city in Montreal you do want to like you know flow and shit like that you said you mentioned flow state before just let me know man I'll open the gym and we'll uh we'll figure it out we'll get you in there and we'll teach you some moves but it, Southern California dude I would weird. love that yeah, that would be that awesome thank you no I'm just it's so um cross cross training is definitely uh something that I've been thinking about and I've I've really thought that cross training for kickboxing uh, would definitely improve my uh, endurance in terms of kicking. But I found the best way of improving my endurance for kicking is just kicking for extended long periods of time. 
um, especially because we're going to be on the field for so long yeah. in camp and kicking so many balls. Just the same motion has definitely uh, mentally prepared me for camp. But, um, dude, I was actually planning on, like, in the offseason, like, uh, training, like, actually going and, like, learning, like, just the basics of karate or something like that and actually, like, starting to learn man. actual fighting. Um, yeah, dude. Um, you know who's uh, – That would be – It's actually coincidentally. You know who's uh, – who's, I think he's a brown belt now in jiu-jitsu. He's uh, David Akers. Really? Yeah, David Akers was studying jiu-jitsu as while he was in the NFL. He would do it in the offseason. And, uh, yeah, now he's – I think he's like a brown belt at this point. Yeah. His son his son is at UCLA right now. Oh, he is? I didn't even know that. Playing, he's a kicker? His son is the punter and the kicker at UCLA right now. Oh. Wow. Uh, I haven't met him yet, but I was just training at UCLA the whole last week and using their facilities and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I even walked up and saw his locker room and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that'll be a cool connection to actually bridge. But, yeah, like uh, some of the Navy SEALs I know were just with Michael Chandler in Long Beach. Awesome. And they invited me out, but I was at a family event on Father's Day, and I couldn't get out there in time. But they were doing some, like, tactical black ops training uh, over there, and they invited me out to meet Michael Chandler and uh, Tim Kennedy and all the big-named Navy SEALs that we had. But yeah. uh, Tim uh, I wasn't able to go do that yet, but uh, I know when I get home, I'm, I'm probably going to end up meeting up with all those guys and seeing them. So I would, dude, I would love to take you up on that opportunity. Oh, 100%. Man. We'll go eat. We'll, we'll, we'll go train a bit, and then I'll bring you out to eat. I'll bring you some good spots. Which, uh, actually, I wanted to ask you. I, I, I've very been, I've, I've always been 50 50 about this. As many times as I've been to California, like In N Out Burger is good, but I'm, I think like Five Guys is better than In N Out Burger. Oh my god. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Terry, no man, no. All right. Just, All right. A few times I've gone in and out, I'm like, it's just it's good. My it's assessment my assessment is that the five guys burger is a lot more greasy and yeah. a lot more juicy. Okay. The bread is softer. Yeah. But in and out, bro, if you get like a four by four with grilled onions on it, or my girl likes to put uh uh, banana peppers or little little chilies on it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like in and out's the spot. You can't beat it. It's pretty good. Yes, I, I still haven't had a four by four. All I had was uh, was a double double. Uh, I had a double double animal style. Um, so a, yeah, because if you take the fries itself, they're honestly for me they're disgusting. But if you put the animal, you know, shit on it, it's good. Um. But yeah, and then now it's definitely better than Five Guys because Five right. Guys for I mean, to I'm me it's take, greasy. I'm, it is greasy. That's why it's good. I'm gonna take Matt to like Uni Burger, Shetuzinyan. Like I'm gonna take him to some good burger spots here. And maybe I'll bring him to. I, I we could do it. like a series on your uh, podcast where we fucking rate uh, Canadian food or something, bro. That'd be I'm pretty cool. Do yeah. a little vlog or right. something. All right, down. Let's do it. Hundred percent. It's already done. That'd be sick. It's already done. Um, <laughs> so let's get into the trivia. I mean, I have a few UCLA questions. There. I don't know if I should still ask them, but we'll still get it done. Um, we'll start it off. They're very simple. These questions. They're not hard. They're not hard. So I just need you to name. There's so many numbers retired for UCLA. I just need you to name four. The reason why I'm asking you is because I figure since you're kicking the ball really high, you're probably seeing all the numbers retired. <laughs> exactly. So uh, name me four, four numbers. numbers. Well, it wouldn't be 36 or 42. They're still in act. Um, oh, you wore that? 
No, uh, 36, I would say 36. It's not officially retired, but, uh, for the, for the team, uh, they don't wear it at all. Oh, okay. Uh, for Nick, for Nick Pasquale, he's a player that got hit by a drunk driver, yeah. uh, the year before I got there. But, um, 42 would be Jackie Robinson, but they still give players that number. Oh, well, it's, it's technically considered a retired number, but yeah, it has that little asterisk next to it, so. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That's one. Kenny Young wore it. Oh, maybe actually Kenny Young was the last person to wear it. I don't know any more than that, to be honest. Okay, well, we got – I don't know the names. Honestly, eight? Eight, yeah, Troy. Maybe. Number eight? Yeah. And uh, seven, Jonathan seven, Ogden. 79, Jonathan Ogden. My Ravens, baby. And the rest, I, the rest I didn't know. <laughs> the rest I have no idea who they are. But, yeah, there's five, eight, 13, 16, 34, 38, 42, 79, 80, 84. Uh, second question – how many Lou Graza award winners? I know it's place kicking and you were a punter in UCLA, but how many Lou Graza award winners did UCLA have? Uh, did Medlock win it? I don't think he did. I think he was just an All-American. Um, Chris Saylor, I think he was just an All-American. Kaimi won it. I don't think JJ won it. Uh... I'll go ahead and say two. It is two. It's Kaimi and uh, Kai Forbath. Forbath was yeah. there too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, Forbath was there. All right. What's the longest field goal in CFL history? Hint? It's <laughs> 62. Eight. Yeah, it is. There you go. Okay, I was going to say, Hint, it's directly in the middle of your longest in practice and your longest in the international game. Um, <laughs> I'm going to break that shit. <laughs> I hope you do. I hope you do. Oh, what number did you – like? are they giving you the you know yet or – like in practice, are you? Gonna I don't know. I requested a. I requested forty six, eleven, three six, and nine. I don't care any of those numbers. You can give me any of those numbers, and I'd rock. But I know uh, from what I've heard from Ty Long, Stefan, and Medlock, they don't treat Americans very well at you. the beginning of camp. So I'm assuming I'm going to get like sixty nine or some dumb number. <laughs> no, no, like eighty eight. Get low numbers, yeah. No, but yeah, for like camp, they'll they'll oh, probably okay. give me a dumb number. <laughs> you're gonna get like 92 yeah and it's gonna be a fucking quadruple xl <laughs> all right last question name the featherweight contender in the ufc that's from your area oh is it it's michael chandler right well i don't even know he's not a featherweight he's a lightweight but there's a featherweight that's from the heart from harbor city from the harbor area and he wears that shirt all the time and he's fighting oh, for the time. Yes, and he, he trains at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu right there yeah. in Torrance. Yeah, exactly. uh, dude, I've, I've passed Gracie so much. Oh, what's his name, bro? It's a, it's a Latin name with an English first name. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Don't do fucking help me. Uh, in the UFC right now? Yeah. Federates? Yeah. You sh- Alex, you should know who this is. Hold on, let me... I don't know. This is a big test for you, Alex, because when jokes and jokes comes out, I don't know. Featherweights. Well, I know oh, one no, who's no. in. I know. I know one who's in LA, but he's not near Harbor City. Okay, who is it? Uh, well, well, Brian Ortega. It's hard. It's Brian Ortega. Okay, I guess Brian Ortega. Yeah. Yeah. He's from he's from he trains in Torrance yeah he trains in Greece yeah 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 because he's he's from Long Beach but 
Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think he's from Long Beach. He might, he might train. He might train out of Long Beach now, but his uh, he's been he's a Harbor City guy. No, no, I mean, I know I met born in Long Beach. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, because I know Ben Askren. I think has a wrestling gym over here. Mm-hmm. I think I want to say John Jones has a gym over here as well. And I know Michael Chandler trains out here. I know there's a big MMA and UFC facility where a lot of guys train at, and it's in Long Beach and Huntington Beach. It's around there. Oh, man. I had some really sick pizza at Huntington Beach once. It was called uh, Dopio Zero. It's like, I can't even tell you which street it's on, man. But I love Huntington Beach, like, just that whole area. But, yeah, it was like one of the best pizzas. It's this guy from Rome. He, he, he opened the spot there, and it's like this, the classic square pizza. So good. So good. Uh, Matt. Matt, we're going yeah. to figure it out, man. We're going to get together, get you some food. Get you some good food. Maybe watch the fights this weekend. Um, we'll figure it out, buddy, man. We'll get you out of the quarantine. We'll get you out of prison over there in the east end of Montreal where nothing happens. Please. We'll get you to some good spots, Matt. But we appreciate you coming on, buddy. Uh, that was fantastic. Where, yeah. can, where can everybody reach you? Uh, Nuker46 on Twitter and Nuker46 on Instagram. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was Matt. Alex. Matt, if you make it to the Al's roster, beware of uh, of Antonio Simmons. He's a he's a he has jokes. He's a beauty. He's a beauty. <laughs> You'll love him. You'll love him. He, he's a defensive end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We appreciate. Oh you wait, up. I might. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think I might have already talked to him. Is it Washington, Tony Washington, or something like that? No, um, Antonio, Antonio Instagram. Simmons. He's a oh, defensive end from Georgia Georgia Tech. He's like he's got like. Oh okay. Well, I'm on. sure I'll make friends with everybody. I'm oh, pretty yeah. outgoing, so honestly, I'll make friends with everybody. You're like the tenth Al we've interviewed this year, and honestly, everybody's been pretty, pretty chill. You know, it's like the team is like is very good, and you guys have a good thing going. We're we're trying to get BA on uh, Vernon Adams on the show to see if uh, so we can talk to him eventually. We'll get From to Pasadena, him. we're climbing, we're climbing up the ladder, we're climbing up the ladder map. But we appreciate you coming. <laughs> I played on. against him at UCLA, so it's oh, pretty, shoot, pretty cool to walk up and shake his hand. Shoot, because he went to yep. Oregon. It'll be pretty cool to walk up and shake his hand. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure, buddy, and we'll talk to you soon. Again, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, mtl.com, and use hot sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. We're going to get a bottle for our guest, Matt, today. Uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. We appreciate it. Alex, peace. Peace.